Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Gooey Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Gooey Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode Big Six Zero. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So I was just showing Lily. I this quarantine I've been getting hella artistic and creative and I'm <laughs> loving it. And I don't know about you, but like I feel like the past week I found some like lost motivation. Like in the beginning of the mm-hmm. quarantine, I didn't feel like doing a single thing. Like I just mm-hmm. wanted to stay home, binge watch Netflix. But now I'm seeing so many things online, which is like the beauty of the internet. Like, all yeah. these cool do-it-yourself looks. So, I was just showing Lily. We had to record later because I was finished. I, I tie-dyed this yesterday. But then, I pu- I tie-dyed a bunch of stuff. Like, I tie-dyed tank tops, a couple t-shirts, um, a long sleeve for my mom. And I dried them out for, like, more than 24 hours. And then, I put them inside out. And I put them in the wash on cold. And mm-hmm. then, this morning, when I went to the dryer to see how they looked, like, after the wash, actually, but then I put them in the dryer. Um, they all kind of got, like, this purplish lilac look, which isn't yeah. horrible, but they all kind of started to look the same. So I, like, went in again with more with more dye. And I think this time I'm going to, like, hand wash each one individually so, like, they don't bleed into each other. Ooh, that's smart. And I think that these came out better than the <laughs> originals. So yeah. fingers crossed. And then this one that I'm wearing that I showed Lily, it's like a distressed sort of T-shirt. Like I went on YouTube to see how to distress, kind of make it like a vintage rock star shirt. I so, love it. Yeah, just it was fun. Like I felt cool, like just like making it my own and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was so cheap to do. Like the dye really wasn't that expensive and the T-shirts were like $3. So Ooh, maybe that's something I'll do when I get back. I could picture you totally being, like, a tie-dye girl. Like, yeah. making some really sick tie-dye designs. I'm going to, that that's that's my goal. That's my new goal for quarantine is to be, like, the best at tie-dye in the state. In the tri-state in area. In the tri-state area. <laughs> <laughs> Better than any other ghost podcaster out there. Yes! Okay, Lily, ready to get started with the stories? Yes. Let's do it! Okay. First story is called My Ghost Dog versus My Demon. I live in an old Victorian house by the seaside. The house has, in its past, been used as an orphanage, a brothel, and a care home. I reside in the large bedroom with the back of the house, which has an end suite. I don't know what that means. My parents redecorated the end suite in my room uh, before I moved in when I was about 13 years old. I've had many paranormal experiences in my bedroom. I used to have a I used to have a loft bed that would shake when nothing touched it or anyone walked by it. Um, I began experiencing paranoia, paranoia, sleep paralysis, and clinical depression soon after moving in. I would wake up with scratches in groups of three all over my body and see the and see the goat man staring at me in recurring oh. nightmares. It was about six and a half feet tall, shadowed, and with two glowing white eyes. Additionally, I would feel a small force that wasn't as menacing crawl around my bed while I slept sometimes. At first, it really creeped me out, but as soon as I realized that this entity was not interested in me and whenever it was around me, the goat man couldn't get near me. When we moved to my new double bed in my... When we moved my new double bed to my bedroom... Sorry, there's a typo there. 
uh, I was about 15 and we had experienced a, a few storm surges the past few days, which caused a lot of debris to loosen in my chimney and fall down into my bedroom alcove. One night, some debris fell and made a sound I've never heard before. So the next day, I reached my arm into the chimney and found a small box. I opened the box, which looked like it had been there for a while, and found a small silver heart-shaped dog tag with sherry engraved on it. After showing it to my parents, we assumed the previous resident of my bedroom must have had a dog who passed away, and I realized that that was the small entity guarding me as I slept. I finally opened up about the demon staring at me, as I slept and my mother performed a cleansing ritual on my bedroom and in suite, uh, which broke a few of her toes and she fainted. <gasps> I openly allowed and welcomed Sherry to stay in my bedroom and never had to add another encounter with the demon um, in my room again. My door has windows and occasionally at night, I do see the demon looking behind me, looking at me from behind the glass uh, but I feel safe in my room knowing it can't get past my ethereal my ethereal guard dog. Every few years, I experience very strong paranormal events in my suite. Uh, my sister now performs cleansing rituals in there as my mom never wishes to face the strong masculine entity again. That harmed her the last time. I have recurring nightmares of pentagrams and ritual-like settings in my in-suite and love to know what it's used for in its past. I never forget Sherry is the one looking after me, and I only wish I could give her a treat. Aww. She's a good girl. The end. The goodest girl in all eternity. I know, right? Oh, the goodest. The infinite amount of dog biscuits. Yes. And, like, fuck whatever evil spirit is over there, though. But, like, bless you, Sherry. I know, right? So sweet. Anything in threes freaks me out. Yeah, especially the scratch marks and threes, because, like, that's a claw. That's demonic. But that's not, like, that's not good girl behavior, so that's definitely not the dog. Yeah. That's definitely not the dog. The dog's the protector, for sure. I love ghost animal stories, because it's like, okay, you think they're gone, but they're really not. So, like, I wonder if, like, my past dogs are, like, watching over me, making sure that, like, that, maybe that's why I've had no paranormal experiences, because I've had so many fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Cl That's Clyde's definitely keeping keeping track of the house. Clyde's oh. talking to Faith like, "Look, you don't gotta do much, all right? <laughs> Just sit there and exist, and have that cute little lazy eye. They love it. The Baldessaris oh live for it." Okay. The best was did I did I tell you what my little cousin said? Who was over? He looked at her and went, "Her eyes go two different ways." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, they do. Shane. Yes, yes, they, they do. do." And that's why we got her. <laughs> okay what's your story uh, all right uh let's see um i'll do hmm. i'll do this one phone calls from the dead so Ooh. brief background i work for a company that answers phones takes messages for businesses when they're closed out to lunch after hours etc we answer for a variety of companies in different fields including funeral homes it's a really interesting job. So this, it's a very specific <laughs> job. Yeah. This situation has happened twice that I've talked to the person myself on the phone and a few other times as well, and I think it's very interesting and thought maybe it would warrant discussion. So the first time it happened, I took the message from this lady whose mother had passed recently. Body was already picked up and dressed, and, the, and at the funeral parlor, visitation was scheduled for the following day. She calls and is weepy and asks if her mother's phone is still in her jacket pocket because they got a call from her number. 
I end up dispatching the call, calling the director to deliver the message verbally, and he says that he'll call her, but the body is in the casket and the casket is closed, waiting in their parlor. I said, wow, weird. And he kind of chuckles and says, this kind of thing happens more often than you think. (laughs) It's been a year or more since that call, and I just yesterday got another call similar for another funeral home, and other people I work with have said the same type of stories. Just wanted to get some outside opinions because it's interesting and creepy at the same time. Wow. Imagine a ghost call, and then you get dragged into it. Yeah. We are in a world where now spirits are communicating through phones, like through their old phone numbers. And <laughs> it's so weird because this is, like he said, this isn't the only story. And I think we've read other stories where people call from beyond the grave by phone, mm-hmm. either from an unknown number or they actually call from their old phone, which is so freaking weird to me. <laughs> but I guess it's all energy and it's all, you know, the electricity and it's just really weird how when you think about it, like, I know this sounds like super like hippie and like, you know, one with Earth Man, but like we really are like all one being like we are all connected to everything in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if it's my tie dye shirt talking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a cool story to start my encounter stories on. I love that. All right, this next one is called You Think You're Alone. My husband thinks I have gremlins that are playing tricks on us, and honestly, I don't know what it is. Some things in our house go missing, and we keep looking for what we lost, and then they end up in an area we have already searched. Okay, everyone, if this has happened to you, please let me know. I was at the airport a few years ago heading to Germany to visit my daughter and my grandson. So, yeah, I noticed that this is like a grandmother or grandfather on Reddit. (laughs) the fact that grandparents know what reddit is either means we're getting a lot older where like the generations know what the internet is and how to use it or like these are just really progressive grandparents i think it's just really progressive grandparents i'm here like go them i'm here for i just learned reddit like for the podcast besides that i had no idea how to use it i still still have no idea what (laughs) i'm doing when i open that damn app same i just search paranormal and call it a day that's all you need (laughs) what else is reddit for honestly um so uh where was i my daughter and my grandson i went to take a potty break before i boarded the plane i went to a handicapped bathroom because i am disabled i'm sitting there and the automatic sink turns on for a few minutes and i ask are you with me the sink turns off then the automatic sink turns back on and i ask will you keep me safe and the sink turned off and on i asked if it was going with me and if it turned off and it turned off and on again Finally, I said, okay, now you can let me finish doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the sink didn't turn back on until I started to wash my hands. I don't know what it is. Whether it's a gremlin or a guardian angel, I was safe going and returning. Sometimes I feel like I am going crazy with all the things that happened to me. The end. Okay, so we've had experienced the encounter stories like this where things have moved around. And never once have I thought of a gremlin theory. Right? That, Little okay. gremlins hiding shit and moving shit around. That's not the craziest thing. <laughs> it's not the craziest thing I've heard on Reddit or one of our theories. We've had crazier theories. so We've had much crazier theories. Okay, guys. Uh, if you have a gremlin story, seriously, email us at justcoolythingspodcast.gmail.com. We need to hear your stories. And also, guys, keep sending us in your weird 
quarantine dream slash nightmares because everyone is talking about the weird dreams they're having. It's like a whole meme thing. Yeah, I need to know what weird stories you have. We've got a couple, and I kind of want to save till we get a few more because we haven't gotten mm-hmm. as much yet. So I'll post it on Instagram today, just kind of like pushing the agenda because I really want to take some time out of one of our quarantine episodes to like talk about your dreams and see if maybe you guys have had similar dreams and you guys that would be so cool right the boothang community coming together to talk about their weird dreams i love it ah warms my heart okay my next story is i died in 2016 but i'm still here (laughs) so this is a bit of a weird thing to talk about but in spring 2016 i got a new job downtown chicago so i had to take the train up every day from the suburbs where my family lives i remember one morning getting coffee and then waiting at the crosswalk for the light to change but if you've ever been in a big city most people only wait till the street is clear and will Uh, and we'll cross before the light changes. Pretty much New York City. (laughs) Uh, This is what I did, but my stupid ass only looked one direction on a two-way street and was hit by a car trying to beat the light as it just turned yellow. The first thing I remember was a woman's scream. Then I remember feeling the impact, my coffee flying out of my hand, my legs going numb, hitting the windshield, and then nothing but darkness. When I opened my eyes, I was back on the corner, holding my fresh coffee, and watched as the same car that just hit me flew by and just barely made the yellow light. Since then, things have been a bit off, to say the very least. I never really drank, but after that, I have started drinking beer more and more, and my anxiety is always through the roof. I keep seeing this dark figure out of the corner of my eye whenever I'm alone, and any time I go near that corner where I was hit, I get this super weird feeling that makes me shiver no matter the weather. Holy shit. Glitch in the Matrix much? Yeah, right? Weird. Really weird. Imagine dying, coming back to life, and then seeing what had killed you. Yeah, and like knowing that that was what your cause of death was, and you can feel the impact. And every time you go past it, you can't help but relive that. That's that is pretty traumatic. I don't. I I would have to say, like, I would not be surprised if things weren't the same after I died. Yeah, I would need a whole new route to work at that point. I could not keep walking past there. Yeah, new new route to work, new everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Weird. All right, what's your next story, Lil? All right. This next story is called, I moved into my aunt's house a few days ago, and I think it might be haunted. So I just moved into my aunt's house about three days ago, and there's something definitely odd about it. I like spirit. Spirits. For five years of my life, I used to live in a haunted apartment, and I had a lot of experiences back there. Back then, of course, I used to be pretty freaked out since it was not normal to me at all. Now, being a lot older, I have always wanted to live in a place that has some active spirits, since it's kind of like a horror movie in a way. I asked her if she thought this place was haunted, and she said no. She's lived here for about five months and hasn't felt anything, but in my opinion, it definitely feels as if there is. Last night, I was in the garage smoking a bowl since I got some great product from the smoke shop, and moving there has been extremely stressful on me since it's a pretty different setting. My old house used to be very noisy, either a nice loud fan going, my brother on Discord with his friends, or the TV on. Over here, it is absolutely quiet, especially when everyone is asleep and it's 12 a.m. No cars driving by since it's a cul-de-sac. Um... The only sort of white noise around here is the freaking fridge red- regulating its temperature to get cold, and I can't explain how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, after smoking, I turn the garage light off and walk out. I start walking over to the couch to lay down and watch some YouTube videos, plug my charger in, while thinking about how horrible it is that 
with there being no white noise. I feel like I go insane if there isn't a fan on or something. And after standing, thinking about it for two seconds, I hear a sort of clanking somewhere in the house. Uh, it's a one-story, three-bedroom. I'm looking back and forth thinking, where the hell is that coming from? I, it goes on for three to four seconds about and then stops. Then I remember there are metal coat hangers in the garage that are on a little rack. I was standing there like, uh, what? Super high, out of my mind, and I just chalk it up to it being that. Uh, told myself I'll go in there the next day to see if there could have been any noise. Uh, the next day, I walk in, tap the hangers against each other, and it's literally the exact noise that I heard. I was going to walk in last night and check, but I was like, hmm, I shouldn't waste my energy into this just in case it could have been my aunt's phone or the next door neighbors since I heard them once. I'll have more updates if anything goes on, but I definitely feel like there could be a little spook here. The end. Hmm. So some little poltergeist activity. You always pick out the poltergeists. Well, because they're like mischievous. I love. I, I don't love poltergeists because they because they cause trouble. But there's you know that's kind of like how I'm seeing this. Definitely, because it's not like they're seeing something like a physical being. Right. I wonder what would have happened, though, if the person who wrote this walked into the garage to where the noise was coming from. Like, what would they have seen, you know? Maybe it's not for our eyes to see. True, maybe there was something keeping them from going in. Sometimes it's better. So I, I always do feel like we are very curious. Like, human beings are very curious. And yeah. I think sometimes it's to a fault. And I think that we need to get out of our own heads and... If things aren't clearly answered for us, maybe that is the answer. We shouldn't know. And kind of just sip that. our tea and mind our business. I'm sipping yeah. my coffee. <laughs> Sponsor us, Duncan. Okay. <laughs> my next story is, Dad saw an unknown being in the 60s. I need help identifying the creature slash being, etc. So this is a story my father told me when I asked if he believed in ghosts or aliens. My father is a very logical, intelligent man who favors fact over speculation, and yet he still has no idea what he saw. I've done my best to try and find similar stories, descriptions, or anything, but it seems to me my father's story may be unique. Hopefully someone will have some answers for me to give him. Some background, my father lived in a suburb of Denver, Colorado in the 1960s. He was a child, 8 or 10, and had a younger sister. I will call her Stacy. It was Stacy and my father's turn to do dishes. Their sink overlooked a modest suburban backyard with a four-foot white picket fence. Stacy suddenly stopped and was transfixed on something outside. She said my father's name and told him to look outside. He described it as an 8 to 10-foot tall humanoid with a rosy pink see-through um, had no describable details as if it were wearing a big morph suit, so like a rosy pink morph suit, just think, at someone that's 8 to 10 feet tall. And it was, Yeah, it's like a skinny, tall, naked mole rat-looking thing. Uh, <laughs> and it was making the motion of walking, but almost gliding slash teleporting around the backyard, like clipping in a video game. Stacy became frightened and hid behind the counter. It was suddenly at the edge of the fence and bent all the way over. Its forehead would have been inches from the dirt in the neighbor's yard, hence the height estimation. What the fuck? Okay, my, bl my father blinked, and it was inches from his face on the other side of the glass. He said it had no features, and there were indents where facial features should have been. He was oh, frozen with fear, and as quickly as it had come to his window, it was back by the fence. It then took an invisible staircase into nothing and vanished into thin air. 
My father said he had never seen it again. His sister never saw it again. And no one has ever met that he ever met has talked about anything like that. I've searched the internet and skinwalkers are the closest thing, but I can't find anyone that are see-through. The end. Wow. That's a, that's, that's some, this is some scary shit. So I definitely thought skinwalker at first. Yeah. And who's to say skinwalkers can't come in this form? Um, True, they're probably different sub-genres of skinwalkers. There has to be, kind of like there's the Bigfoot and the Yeti, like different regional sort of thing. Yeah. And then I was thinking, um... This could be an alien in the sense that it looked like it was took an invisible staircase into nothing and vanished in thin air. Maybe it was actually going into its uh, into its spacecraft that's invisible to humans. Ooh. Because it realized it was being seen. It was like, oh shit, I'm out. Oh shit, shit, they saw me. Fuck. Get in the chopper. But yes. Get so. in the chopper. <laughs> so um, maybe that's that. I don't know. But the fact that both of the kids saw it. That's always equal parts relieving and terrifying because you know you're not imagining it, so you know it's real, which is, like, comforting because you're like, okay, cool, I'm not crazy. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not crazy. This is real. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish I was crazy. <laughs> okay. All right, what's your next story, Lil? This is called Being Lord Into the Forest. I realized after hearing stories from many cultures, remembering fairy tales and reading a, a glitch in the matrix sub that it's quite a common occurrence imprinted deeply in human psyche. So much can happen in the forest. There are wild animals, possibly bad people and the unknown itself. I would like to tell you the very real story, which I didn't think so much about, but suddenly remembered. I hope you can imagine the place and directions well, and that it won't be confusing. It was pretty straightforward to me. While hiking in Switzerland, I decided to see Matterhorn, the famous mountain, up close, as close as I could. So I left the village I was staying in early, Zermatt, um, and walked through meadows, hills, and then up the mountains to reach the plateau. Early in the morning, after just leaving the town, I walked the straight path, past some houses on the left, down behind, mountain ahead, forest on the right. In, in front of the forest, there were a few curious old huts on long legs, ones you climbed to by a ladder. They were all made of round planks and soot black. Uh, my imagination immediately called them witch huts, <laughs> relating them to movies and legends I knew. They seemed closed, and I couldn't get into any of them, but I felt a slight shiver of excitement. Uh, didn't really want to, I didn't really want to get in. So I kept on walking. I saw the mountain, met some people had lunch in, in the afternoon, um, decided to walk back to town. I remembered the way and backtracked pretty much exactly. On my way back to the mountain, uh, on my way back, the mountain was behind me, town ahead, houses and meadows on the right, and black spooky huts on the left, guiding the entrance, leading, guiding the entrance, which is a path leading into the forest. I should note that despite checking out the huts in the morning, I didn't notice there was a forest path starting behind them curious about it i checked the wooden road signs placed in the vicinity of the huts to my surprise the one pointing to the woods said zermatt but the one pointing to where i originally came from in the morning said some other town's name i was very confused i looked back and looked again thinking maybe my brain was tricking me but i kept seeing what i saw i stood there while a few hikers passed in each direction all stayed on the mountain path. Nobody went into the forest or looked at the road signs. 
I sat there in front of the huts and smoked a cigarette. I thought wherever I thought whether I should go into the forest, why the signs showed such weird directions, and wondered if there was a reason I should go in. But I was already very tired to the point of my legs feeling weak. So I decided to go the way I came from, to trust my gut and take the most common main path back to town. When I stood up, the signs were different again. There was no way anybody could rearrange them, no wind or human. I was there the whole time and the only people who walked by didn't stop at the signs, let alone tinker with them. The one pointing to the forest said some other name and the one pointing to my starting point said Zermatt, like it should. I told this story to my friend in Zermatt and he laughed at the idea of paranormal entities trying to lure me into the forest. I did have a creepy feeling about the huts, but at the same time it was a beautiful day and I still wonder whether there was some kind of adventure awaiting me if I had taken the forest path. What do you think? The end. So Rebecca, what do you think? I think it's just one of those situations where it's, you have to follow your gut and your instinct and if it just doesn't seem right just kind of like whatever something's telling you you feel like another entity or party is telling you to do something go with what you believe and stay away from it because what if he went towards those or she went towards those huts like what like i mean is was there something waiting there exactly like what was what was going I'm I'm glad that this person stopped to have that cigarette and mm-hmm. gave the signs a chance to change back because if yeah. they had it who knows where they would have ended up yeah I think that everything does happen for a reason I know that that sounds so cliche mm-hmm. but I do think that sometimes circumstances happen and things are sometimes way more than just being coincidental mm-hmm. and I, this kind of reminds me of the story that uh, I said I talked about few episodes back where they were um I believe they were like upstate New York and they were going to like this log cabin and they kept hearing scratching or some noise outside of the log cabin yeah 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 and something just stopped him from going around that corner where the noise was Mm -hmm. coming from and it makes you wonder Mm -hmm. what was behind that corner but that also circles back to what we were just talking about previously as sometimes no answer is an answer and we should just be happy and content with that (laughs) Sometimes it's the answer you want to hear is that there is no answer. Yes, exactly. Okay, my next story is, what the heck did I experience? So (laughs) around November 4th, 2013, I was in ninth grade, and I was sitting in my class, my last class of the day. Class had only just started when this fear slash panic came over me like we were missing a classmate in my class and something was wrong. I started looking around trying to figure out who was missing from class. I was thinking this classmate in my grade, let's call him Z, was missing from class. I eventually decided to stop worrying because I didn't want to be noticed for worrying for no reason. What felt like a few minutes was actually a few seconds. This all happened before attendance was taken. Later that night, or the night, uh, the next night, we heard helicopters and emergency services near my house. I didn't know what was happening outside, but brushed it off. We found out the next school day that Z went missing and was found dead. The scariest part is that Z wasn't in my last period of class. I still have trouble explaining how I felt what I felt in those few seconds. This is my first post here. It's not a long story, but it still creeps me out to this day. Listen, sometimes you just know. It's that intuition. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when um, I talked about this a while ago, when I was driving down that one windy road by my house, and I... Mm -hmm. 
like I heard like a voice tell me deer, like just say deer. deer. Yeah. And no sooner than I did I slow down and I made that blind spot corner was there a deer right where I would have been dri- driving through. So what I mean, I just think a lot of people have that sensitive ability to kind of have premonitions or intuitions. Um, there were a few people commenting about a lot of times um, in these experiences, people are getting the sense that they may be the last time they see somebody like a grandparent during the mm-hmm. holidays. Uh, there was a lot of stories like that saying, you know, um, Christmas of 2018, as my grandfather was getting ready to leave for our house for the night, I suddenly had a feeling slash worry that I'd never see him again. Um, and so, you know, they kind of have some closure there, you know, trying to make sure that their last impression with them is the best one they have. And then next thing you know, that was the last time that they saw them and they were able to kind of be at peace that they were able to do that. But some people have experiences like this and they don't find out why they had that experience until it's too late. So, yeah. So yeah. But sometimes you just know, you just get that gut feeling. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you you know things that you don't know you know, like that. Yeah. He knew that this kid Z was missing or something bad happened to him because he had a sick feeling, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. couldn't place why or what happened or, you know, like he didn't have proof. So um, I just thought it was a very interesting story. Wow. Yeah. It's a sad story, but it's fascinating. Yeah. All right. My last story, I thought of you for this one, is called My Personal Experience with a Shadow Man, which, of course, made me think of the hat man. Oh, you're thinking of me. (laughs) I woke up this morning to some disturbing news. It prompted me to want to type this out here to see what everyone thinks. My wife and I sleep in in different rooms, mainly because I snore a lot, and I also toss and turn due to spinal issues. It works out best for us. Lately, I've been going to bed around 4 a.m. since I'm out of a job and I prefer the quiet of the night. My wife usually gets up anywhere between 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. if the cats are bugging her to give them a little something till feed time. Don't ask me why. It's just what she does. Anyways, this morning after I woke up, she said as she walked past my room, she saw a shadow figure sitting on the corner of my bed staring at me and my iPad was on. Uh, She also said she knew I was sleeping because I was snoring. Now, I usually watch something on my iPad before going to sleep, but I also always keep my door mostly closed so the light from the iPad doesn't disturb her. If she saw me, it means the door was open as it would have been impossible otherwise. Now, that part doesn't disturb me too much. We have four cats, and it's not out of the ordinary for one of them to push the door open. What I know 100% for a fact is I had the door mostly closed, and the iPad was definitely in sleep mode. I always put my iPad in sleep mode and then put my phone on the charger prior to sleep. My door creaks so I would hear it open if I was still up. Mm -hmm. This is disturbing to me because this isn't the first time a shadow man was spotted by my wife, and I spotted one before meeting her. Ooh, fascinating. This is why this disturbed me. Back in either 2008 or 2009, I was living in my first apartment. I had the scariest experience of my life. I woke up sleeping on my chest, which I never do, and found my entire body was paralyzed. The only thing I could move was my eyes. Out of the corner of my left eye, I could see a shadow figure approaching me. I tried screaming, but nothing came out. I started to panic before I could do anything, and everything went blank, and I woke up in the morning. I usually forget most of my dreams, but this event is scared into my brain. The last bit of information I want to share is something that seems odd to me, but I don't really know how to explain it. It's only happened twice in my room over the last three years. What I've seen is this strange tan-colored dust that appears out of nowhere in a small area. 
The two times it happened, it wasn't the same areas, and oddly, the areas around the dust only have the typical normal dust buildup. I've checked the ceiling to see if anything came from there and found nothing. It's strange to me because while I am not a clean freak, the amount of the amount of the dust makes it look like it's been building up for months, which, which for me, that wouldn't be the case. This may have nothing to do with anything, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I've watched documentaries on sleep paralysis and read some medical reports. I don't know if it is or isn't a medical condition, but what gets me is that people from all over the world with various beliefs have experienced the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Always the inability to move one's body and always a single or multiple shadow figures. The end. Yeah, it's... It's real, and, and there was a guy from, um, I believe it was USC or UCLA that I talked about a few episodes ago as well, saying, "Look, we don't know why. I mean, while I'm a very scientific person, it is oddly coincidental that every person that experiences the shadow person um, during sleep paralysis is always a negative experience." Yes. So my experience with the Hat Man or Shadow Man. I was fully awake. I mean, there was, like, I was sitting up in bed, but, like, I was awake. Like, it wasn't that late at night. I mean, I remember it vividly. It, mm-hmm. The lights were on. Like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like I was trying to go to sleep or anything. And I, like I've said, I've never felt a negative feeling with it. I would normally think that I would freak out that I saw a man in my room, but it didn't comfort me, but it was kind of just like, you're there. Like, it was kind of just like a fixture in the house. Like, it didn't phase me. So it's interesting to see people that see them during sleep paralysis have a neg- negative connotation. But when, like, my mom and I have seen him, when we were fully awake, we were very indifferent to it. Like, we didn't mind him. So yeah. um, I wonder if there's different meanings behind when he comes to Quite visit. possibly. And even if it's, I don't know if, I mean, maybe, I, I don't think it's a singular person. It definitely has to be, like, a group of shadow people or... Shadow like squad. A, <laughs> Hashtag Shadow Squad. I love that. Squad deep in your dreams, bitch. I love that. Wait, Shadows. Hashtag Shadow Squad. Okay, I like that. We have to get that on a shirt. Yeah. Trademarked here May, wait, what's say? May 17th, 2020. 17th, yeah. All right. So my last story is something that the topic or the main plot behind this story we've had um encounters of previously but Mm -hmm. this one's creepy as well so this is titled my grandfather just got a call from someone who sounded exactly like me asking for help screaming and crying but i was at home with him so at like eight at night last night my grandfather who i live with gets a call from an out of area number on our home phone he answers and according to him i screamed and sobbed into the phone asking for him to help me my grandpa obviously panicked from this tries to respond but can't really get any words out right from upstairs i hear him talking and i'm wondering if we have someone over so i go downstairs and see him hunched over and anxiously talking into the phone in the corner of our kitchen he can hear me walking down the stairs turns around and starts yelling into the phone asking whoever it was who they were and if they thought that this was funny etc according to my grandpa the phone was silent and a deep male voice said i can see you right now bartholomew Oh, my God. At this, our doorbell rang, and we heard a car sharply pull out of our driveway. I went to the front door, and there was a severed goose head left on our doorstep. We immediately called the police, but haven't gotten anything back yet. 
I still don't know if this was paranormal or supernatural or just a sick person trying to scare or hurt us. I don't know if or how the person was able to sound like me, and I don't know how they knew my grandfather's name, considering he had it changed in the 60s to Thomas to honor his deceased dad. We are still very shaken, and I can't even imagine how scared my grandpa must have been after this. That's horrifying, especially the severed goose head. Yeah, so this reminded me of a story that I think... I think, yeah, I think I read a couple of episodes. We A lot of stuff has been, a, a few episodes could be like 10 episodes ago or three episodes ago. <laughs> but uh, I did the story about the mom who was at work, and she got the call from her son saying that he was left alone because the, yeah, the dad yeah, had yeah. left, and then she came back, and they were both on the couch, and the son never called her. Yeah. So that kind of reminded me of this, minus like the goose head and stuff. Um, but this definitely seems like a doppelganger situation. Possibly. 100%. But this definitely kind of gives some sort of demonic thing, too, because how does someone know this grandfather's original name, Bartholomew, when he's been known as Thomas since the 60s? That's spooky-kooky-ooky. There's some weird underlying maybe things that we don't know about that they haven't put into the story, I feel like. Maybe some family drama. Oh, I love family drama. Me too. Oh my, it's so funny. You know you've reached adulthood when your parents start telling you drama about your family members, and then you look back and you're like, that makes a lot of sense growing up. Why Aunt Polly used to do this, or Uncle yes, Tom used to that, say this. I literally, my, my, so, as you know, my I was watching my cousins the other day, and the oldest one is 15, I think. I think he's about to turn 15. Yeah. So he's almost 15, and I said to him, I was like, listen, you're at that age now where you're going to start hearing family drama and a lot of shit is about to start making sense. (laughs) And he was like, I know my mom was telling me like, you know, about so-and-so the other day. And I was like, how did I not know this? And you started finding things out? I'm like, I'm like, the world is going to change for you. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting if one day we have kids, what freaking drama we have to hold back from them until they're a certain age. God bless them. God bless our maybe kids one day. Uh, oh my gosh. They're uh, going to have so much shit to hear. So much tea to spill. So much I'll tea. I'll hold the tea. Doing hot. Okay. So that concludes this episode of Jess Gooley Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 60. Uh, Lily, do you have anything to say before we sign off? Whoever thought it was funny to leave a severed goose head at that person's doorstep is not, because the only thing scarier than a regular goose is a dead goose. True. Oh, my God. Lily, that would have been your worst nightmare. I'm just remembering. A bird. (laughs) I hate birds. Dude, fuck you, whoever severed a goose head and put it on old man's driveway. You're an asshole. so fucked up. So fucked up. Like... Oh, who hurt you? It's like the Godfather with the severed horse head in the bed. Yeah. It's like that, but Middle America style. We don't have horses. <laughs> we have geese. So true. All right. So before we get with the socials, I got to say this because I think it's working. But if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, review us, tell us how awesome we are, screenshot your review, send it to us so I can send you stickers. I love sending out stickers to people. I love seeing you guys send us pictures of you posting your stickers wherever on your laptops, 
on your chest, on your wherever. I mean, don't send us, like, gross pictures of you with the stickers. But, like, <laughs> get creative with it, you know? No judgment here. We want to see how you use your JGT stickers. But you only can get them if you rate us uh, five stars and review us on Apple Podcast. Wink, yep. wink. So let's go through the social media. All right. All right, let's do it. Follow us on Instagram at... J... Just Glitching Podcast. <laughs> Starting off fresh, guys. Our personal Instagrams, at Rebecca Ruber and... Lily Baldessari. Lily, it's your own username. I'm sorry. I'm getting notifications. I'm panicking. I'm, like, reading at the same time. I can't read and talk at the same time. Follow us on Twitter at... JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share with us for our show, feel free to email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things. Don't cut off Goose's heads and or Geese's heads. Goose's? Geese. Geese. Geese's head. Geese's. 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 Fuck the American language. We will talk to you, boo, tomorrow. Goodbye.